Hello listeners, it's great to be back on another episode of Wade and Dave Rank the Movies. We are in the middle of ranking our top five movies of all time. I started us off the last time with my fifth pick and now we're moving on to Dave's fifth pick tonight. Dave, really good to see you. Take us away. Hail to the prof of geology, master of all natural history, a rare boy he, and rare boys we, to know such a strange curiosity. For the rookie, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really know. For the rookie, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the rookie, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I didn't know this was a musical. Well, it's 1959, Wade. And you walk into the cinema. Motion pictures are different. There's been no Star Wars. There's been no Jaw. There's been no blockbuster movie as of yet. And uh, you're going to find out later in the episode how different movies were in their <laughs> attitudes towards um, certain sexes. So uh, my fifth favorite movie, Wade, as mega fans know, is uh, 1959's Journey to the Center of the Earth, starring James Mason, Arlene Dahl, and Pat Boone. Pat Boone's quite an interesting one. I, I actually went down a deep dive of researching him. Um, he's a big, you know, Christian man and he's like well keen on his things last movie he did was God's Not Dead 2 this is the this is the like not well, only did he, they go to the center of the earth I went down to the center of their IMDB <laughs> and yeah so um, Pat Boone's in he's he's a strange one because he's a musician like he's got a voice you hear him singing he, like it's better than what I just sang it's yeah. hard to believe that I sang that and um, well right the movie for those that don't know Journey to the Centre of the Earth. Um, they go to the centre of the Earth. They do? Yeah. Jules, Jules Verne is the, uh, you know, he wrote a book and um, they made it, the movie changed a few things. You know, last time we went through Forrest Gump, we went plot by plot. Although the plot of this is simple. You've got Professor Lindenberg, who just got a knighthood. He's played by James Mason. I'll be doing an impression of James Mason later. Strap yourself in. It's pretty wow, good. can't wait. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, man, I love <laughs> James Mason. Like the thing, all right, straight from the offset, the reason I enjoy this movie, the reason it's number five, five's always a flux position, I find. Mm-hmm. You know, I think my top four set in stone, but five, sometimes it's this, sometimes it's something else, like, I don't know, Indiana Jones Last Crusade, sometimes it might be Big Lebowski, but it's this movie. I grew up watching this movie and hating it, wait. This movie is slow. It is like a <laughs> snail's pace of a movie. But me as an adult man, I like the I like the change of pace. I like that it's slower. I like that it's not loud and bombastic and it's bright colours and noise. It's not like your modern day movies. It's not like, oh dude, like flashing lights and all this. No. Steady away. Very simple. Uh, Professor Lindenberg, as I started, didn't finish. He um gets a gift from Alec, who is uh, Pat Boone, his student. In it, there's basically a secret message that sets him off. Going to the center mm. of the earth, they go to Iceland. But you're, you're missing a really important part. Before that gift, he gets another gift, the horny inkwell. Right. What is that all about? I was <laughs> like, what the hell? What? Whoa, that was a nice gift back in the day? I'd be fuming. Surely you'd be raising too, dear. Hellish the dust. That's what he says. Uh, yeah, well, we'll go through the plot then. How about that? Uh, my notes are kind yeah. of in order. I didn't write out the plot because... I don't need to write notes out. Uh, what the thing about uh, old movies? The credits are at the start. Every credit in this like movies at the start. You know, effects by shot here, 
you know, there's no, there's no post-credit scenes because there are no post-credits wait back in 1959. So it opens up. Uh, the first thing you hear is um, the wonderful Bernard Herrmann's score. I would like to take a moment now just to, you know, let everyone know that I will be editing in some of the score so we can listen to it. And we will react to it right now. Wow, isn't that good, Wade? Yeah, mm. incredible. Wow, that nice, bit. Nice sounds. Nice I really sounds. Like, yeah. Uh, it's actually um, the basis of Danny Elfman's 1989 Batman score, believe it or not. There's a lot of similarities. I'll, I'll see if I can do anything about it. But credits are at the start. Um, Scotland, Edinburgh. Grr, Edinburgh. I listened to some uh, you know, research about now, this. Now, was it Scotland, Edinburgh? Because they all have very interesting Scottish accents, Dave. Yes. That's one thing that really um, stuck out to me. And James Mason in front of what is essentially a wall that's painted up like a shop. They didn't even bother to go like to any shop. They just like hung a curtain <laughs> and it said like, you know. yeah, the Scottish accents. I did write in this that Pat Boone tries an accent. When he says firm, he says like firm. But the rest of the time, he's just North American, man, you know. Um, so, yeah, James Mason, he's getting his night and he's walking through, blah, blah, blah. No one cares because when he walks into... Um, the university, where's the university lecture? They start singing with, start singing that wonderful song, and this is, it's another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, keep going. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. That's it. Hail to the prof <laughs> of G- yeah. So they sing hail to the prof. Yep. Could you imagine with like you? You're an educated man. Mm-hmm. You've went to the mighty academic institutions such as Ashfield Boys High School, just like myself. Could you imagine walking like you're the principal? Big Andy walks in. Shout out, Andy. I hope you're listening. Hope you're doing well. Anytime I see him, he always says hello and has a chat. Yeah. Like legit. You know, he has an MBA as well. Maybe we could remake this with Big Andy and us. I don't think this would be on his list. Something tells me this won't be on his list. But imagine you're sitting in like someone's classroom and Big Andy walks in after getting his MBA, which he did get, and you have to start singing like Hail to the Prof. Yeah, they don't make them like they used to. It's it's not nineteen or eighteen, eighteen eighty. Is not when it's at yeah, eighteen eighty Edinburgh. Yeah. Well, when I, I'll be honest, when I first started watching it and that came on, I was like, oh no! Now Dave said I wasn't going to enjoy his fifth choice. Is it because <laughs> this is going to be a musical? I was convinced it was going to be a musical from that moment on. I was like, this is going to be a long couple of hours of my life. It's um, well, the movie is a couple of hours long. No, not it's not. Well, it's not. There is music in it. There's actually three songs recorded for um, for the film. Uh, Hail to the Prof isn't one of them. It's more like a crowd chant. I mean, you probably sing when you're at a sports event. You know, you're probably shouting Super Paul Mullen and stuff like this when you're at Wrexham and all. I, mean, I try to get tickets, right? So I, <laughs> okay. I was looking at Rexham, tickets for the Rexham. opening games. You can't get them at all. Like, there's just... Anyway. So just the way you shout Wrexham, Wrexham, you'd be singing Hail to the Prof. They don't... Just don't do that anymore. Yeah. He shakes hands with the professors and guys and you'll notice um that alfred from batman 1966 is there 
Nope, you'll not notice. Nope, nope, did not notice that. What did you notice then, Weird? Um, um, so there's a couple of things in the opening couple of scenes, and it was your man McEwen. McEwen. It is McEwen, isn't it? I think it's McEwen. 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 But I don't think they know it. Yeah. It's not the name in the book, cool. anyway. They're Germans in the anyway, book. Anyway, he said, he was obviously he was invited over for dinner at the professor's house, and he was like, he said, I, I, I sorry, professor, I only eat every other night. And I was like, is this guy for real? He'd make a terrible hobbit, wouldn't he? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eat every other night. Is he taking the mickey? He's an intermittent fasting voice. Um, oh, rubbish. No, he's actually, he can't afford it because what money is in, is in geology? I don't know. Uh, you know. It's so much money that they collect five pounds for him to get um, that horny inkwell that you called it. And with the leftover, he, he bought a stone. He bought... Um, Alec bought Professor Lindenberg a rock, the scholar's choice. That's my James Mason. He'll be entering and exiting the podcast uh, whenever he feels like, because James Mason is he's glorious in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, I see. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, so, right, they go into the house, and remember Alec, he shows up in the big kilt and all? Yes, and he makes the whole thing about, oh, it's not mine, it's my friend's, blah, 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 blah. It's like, that's like an ancestral kilt or something, because I have no claim to the Macduff, you know, well, He, try, he tries to do a bit of a Scottish accent, which uh, goes really wrong. Yeah, they give up on it a lot, and even, yeah. even when Arlene Dahls, you know, she's Carla Gutenberg when she shows up, She's married to a Swedish professor, so her accent just disappears halfway. Th- <laughs> Although she does say like "Carlo, it's good," the part which is really good. Uh, I enjoyed that, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. But when Alex there, he, you know, he, he he's kind of courting um, uh, Jenny. Yep, he's co- he's courting away, and uh, he I <laughs> he used to one of the worst chap lines ever. He just said about a dodgy key in the piano. And I was oh, like, yeah. you wouldn't get far in Belfast with that line. No, <laughs> 1880s, and then he sings, you know, that song. How did it go with? Yeah, it was a nice song, but I can't remember how it goes, but it was not, oh, I actually thought that was better than the opening song anyway. Oh, red, red. Like, imagine that's it. Like, where you wouldn't have the minerals to walk into your in-laws while you were dating, before she was your wife, while you were dating her and just start singing, would you? No, I wouldn't, but they did think I was a wannabe boy band person. They thought yeah. I wanted to be and try and like big fly or something. Because it's back in the day when a big spiky surfer type of her boy bandy her. Surfer. Remember that? Uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Oh, wow, foreshadowing. Yeah, it's strange because wannabe is a girl band song and you wanted to be a boy band. Uh, yes, of course, he's waiting on Professor Lindenberg to show up and he doesn't show up because he is down in the lab doing science with the kids. Uh, no, he's down finding out what is this stone. It's like, it's like Icelandic gravel or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, Jenny and Alec uh, go to basically get him to dinner. And he's like, let the turkey burn. I'm doing science. Uh, and of course, uh, Jenny asks him, and I wrote this down. This is the first of many sexist comments from Professor Lindenberg, which I, mm-hmm. I just laugh at because I couldn't imagine, you know, that being like a legitimate like belief almost. I, I'm a 20th century man, you know, 21st century man. We had in the 50s and then it clearly 1880s, like era appropriate terms. Jenny asks when he's getting home or like, when, when will this be done? And he says, ah, a typical female question. <laughs> and I just, I have to laugh. It's so ridiculous that Professor Lindenberg, who is, you know, an esteemed scholar, he got a knighthood, mm-hmm. would be that sexist. Um, but, you know, that's different times, guys. Different times. So, uh, anyway, 
they find the plumb bob in the uh, stone, which has the Icelandic yep. message on it. How, how does a rock get from, get from Iceland? Well, it's it's it's. I don't think it's from Iceland. Mm. This is the thing. It, he says it's like, you know, Italian. I think it came from the volcano, which is at mm. the end of the movie. Spoilers. Uh, like if you haven't seen the movie, by now, pause it. Watch the movie. It's on Disney Plus, I think. Um, if not, give us a show. I have it in DVD. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's Knock pretty off good. Nigel. Knock off Nigel. Well, no, I was going to loan them the DVD. I wasn't going to burn them a DVD. Although I, I legally would be allowed to burn a DVD and give you it, but not sell it. Um, support re- actors and writers at this time of striking. Uh, yeah, well, so they explode the rock and there's a plumb bob in it. And it has the name Arne Sacknusum in it. And three notches. So... They that that kind of wee stunt was actually kind of cool, the explosion. It was fun, uh, especially for the fifties when the police stuff up like that. I mean, I, people probably got hurt. I don't know, but he goes to uh, so they go home, and he he writes a letter off to Sweden to Professor Gutenberg uh, of Stockholm, and which was always going to go bad. It was, it, you knew it was always going to go like, that I, way. I find this amazing thing. Can you you know? It's like, I, I find this gold bar. Here, take this, prove it's gold, and then you never see it again type of thing. Gutenberg, Professor, Go- Professor Gutenberg, that's how they sound in Iceland. They, they've shot off to Iceland. Meanwhile, Alex trying to, you know, ask the professor if he can marry Jenny. And he's like, no, professor, I'm coming with you to Iceland and potentially the center of the earth. Yeah, and you know why professors are meant to be really smart and observant? How yep. did they not see Jenny top of the ladders in the in the in the library? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, he's so focused on science. This man's one love is science. Like he does, I, I do think it, like he loves his niece, and he you know she's well educated and she's well looked after. But really, this man's been set on a mission. The legend of Arne Sacknusum, who three hundred years ago allegedly got to the center of the earth and has never been heard of since. So we the you know. The game's afoot, as it were, and and they go to Iceland, um, which is definitely not the like American West. It's mm-hmm. definitely not Monument Valley with like some matte paintings on it. Definitely not that <laughs> at all. It's <laughs> wow. not. It's, it's definitely one hundred percent. There, 100% there not we that. go. Wow. It's, it's also the same way that it's you know it's, it's definitely Edinburgh. This is definitely Reykjavik. Um, and by the way, the uh, the mountain they're looking for. When he says his name in Icelandic, it sounds like Snuffle's so cool. It's like Snæfellsjökull or something like that. It's a real Icelandic volcano. It's you know, it's legit. Okay, wow. You know, science fiction. It's a science fiction Amazing. movie. Weird. Um, right. I'm just reacting through my notes here uh, because uh, yeah. So they go, the day we reconnoiter of the uh, of of Snæfellsjökull to try and find uh, the entrance to the center of the earth. Meanwhile, Gutenberg's kind of you know already been and he's like i don't really we don't really want these uh these scots showing up in the thing so he's put in a plan where his uh carriage driver is going to just you know you know basically kidnap him and when the day throws him into this room full of duck feathers which is um and it's so fast like that that um my horse is light years ahead <laughs> same same <laughs> same horse driver and it comes back to get the guy yeah and it can't be that long after yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I suppose, how long are you out in an expedition? You know, about mountain, I'm sure he's there dust the dawn, like, 
Love science. Yeah, sure. Yeah, babe. Um, but yeah, then it moves on to <gasps> bum 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 a murder. No, before that, wait. I before would like, the murder. I would before they get back to the oh, end. There's then. yes, the introduction of my favorite character in the whole movie. This is a this is like if we ever do top five movie animals, I might have to put Gertrude in this. Gertrude, up a Gertrude, Gertrude, unreal. You know, Gertrude, um, Gertrude's a duck. So they're in like a duck down feather storage room. Um, hopefully that comes through onto the old microphones. I don't know. Uh, Wade is doing the Morse code, but Professor, being um, <laughs> being the smartest man alive, is like, I don't know Icelandic. He's like, Excuse me, stop tapping. I want to speak. And he decides to ask the the duck in French. And it's like, Nous avons anglais, je m'appelle Professor Linda. And it's the same accent, love it. And then Russian. And he's like, and I nearly tried Latin. Whenever, you know, Hans, who, <laughs> uh, that guy, uh, I think his name's Mark Hansen, Ronson. So I don't know. I'll have a quick uh, look at that when, when you're talking about the murder. But yeah. uh, he, he's like a Icelandic Olympian. And he only made this one movie. So I've seen 100% of his Wow! Is it wow? So amazing! Wow! Such a great actor too. He's so so fortunate. So versatile. He done this one movie. Uh, <laughs> he was good in it, and he he spoke two lines of English, which is fun. Um, but uh, uh, well, I'll look it up later. Um, I'll add it in the show notes. Uh, yeah. So he basically brings them back, covered in duck down, and that suit he had on. You see that Lindenbrook suit? And it's all the tartan and all. And it's like brilliant. So he go. He needs to get. He wants to talk to. Linden, no, Lindenberg wants to talk to Gutenberg. Mm. He's like, I need to speak to Gutenberg. And the woman's like, oh, he's not in, not to me in it. It's just generic Icelandic voice. Yeah. I've never met an Icelander, so I don't know how to speak. But I imagine it's not like that because yeah. the Scots don't speak like Scots. He's like, gives her the card. She puts it in the, 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 you know, the pigeonhole, as it were. And so that's when he finds out. And he goes to Lindenberg. To um, basically be like, hold on a minute, mate. I sent you all this information, and you, you know, you just why are we not working together? Give me this silence, yeah. treatment, you know? And then they go up, and your man hands flicks out a wee knife, opens up a door in two seconds. What a criminal! Oh. <laughs> and they go in and find him underneath the bed. She, poor Alec, finds a dead man and just lying there. And it's funny. No, it's not funny. Someone's died, but man steals plan to go the journey of the. The earth. center of the earth. Yep. Man it. gets killed and his plan is stolen by another guy who wants to go to the center of the earth. Yeah. Meanwhile, being uh, followed by the original guy who had the plan to go to the center of the earth. Plans life, 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 plans life, life comes at you fast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I believe there's, there's a, I've written a couple of quotes um, about that. It's like, this is, situation's abominable. Um, uh, I, I can't read. I, Lysland, I don't know. But whenever uh, Alec finds uh, Gutenberg dead, his high pitched delivery of the word professor, every time it's just, it hits different. Bro, bro, professor! <laughs> I love it. I love it. So obviously, like, they have to phone the Icelandic Popo. Oh, but because, um, sure, they. They're, they're going on the, the mission to the center of the earth and they need all the equipment because they didn't bring it. So they're going to get in Iceland, but they're sailing away the next morning. The Icelandic uh, fishermen are away out, so they don't have the gear. So the only gear that is in Reykjavik that they can have is in um, 
Professor Gutenberg's room, but his wife shows up, Madame Gutenberg, just styling and all that green, them green eyes, that green dress, just, you know, ready to find her husband. She's kind of, um, you know, not, not really on board with that. I mean, he, he does, like, Lindenberg's a bit slimy here, where he's like, Madam, I have a question. Mm. What are you doing with the equipment? And she's like, oh, I don't know. He's say no word, I will take it off your hand and deal with it. So he was basically going to, you know. Deal it. As it were. Yeah, and then she's a bit more savvy than that. Um, she's the woman in the movie, if anyone's wondering. No way, like the 50s. Like, in lots of movies, there's no representation of women. Um, well, there's one woman, and well, it's her in this. But she, the next time we've seen her, she's reading Gutenberg's diary because Lindenberg's been saying, oh, no, I, this is my idea. He stole it. Mm. And she's like, ah, when you're knocking. So we're reading the diary, but she's already in black. So they're like, do you pack like a morning dress in case mm. your husband dies in Iceland when you're going to Iceland? Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, I do like, though, when... Um, she's talking to Hans. They are just flat out talking Icelandic to each other with no subtitles. And, you know, you know, Alec is like, no, we need lamps. And he's like pointing at the, a lamp on the wall. It's like, no, lamps. And, you know, it's like shoes. And he's like pointing at shoes. And then the um, the big Icelander who looked like Peter Schmackel. Yeah, thought, but he, you know? how tall was he? He looked about eight foot. Right. He was tall. All yeah. Right. One of the podcasts I listened to when I was researching a bit more, and they said he must have, he's so big, he must have been six foot tall. I'm like, six foot, like, you know. Not that tall. I mean, I mean, it's tall. It is tall. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, well, it's bigger than 512, which is what I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so again, Lindenberg's uh, sexism strikes again um, in this movie whenever she's like, look, the only, the only way we're going to get this through this conundrum is I'm going to come with you to the center of the earth. And he wasn't having it. Yeah. He was not a fan of it. Burden myself with a female stupidity. A female... Sh- oh, a female sheer stupidity. So, Lindenberg doesn't like... Like, that's why I was a niece and not a daughter, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah. But before that, what about the way they found out that he was murdered? Right. Well, how was Gutenberg? that? I, I realized well, that I'm uh, reading through my it, notes. Uh, I'm forgetting yours. Arsenic, wasn't it? Was it not like potassium cyanide or something? Yes, cyanide, but, sorry, that's it, yes. Um, yes, the, bit, he, the moment silence, he, he, I forgot. He, he yeah. could smell it. <laughs> he can smell it, then he brushes the guy's moustache, and it all crumbles off like dandruff. He's like Batman, and you then, know. <laughs> and like they did a minute, minute silence. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. It was uh, a bit strange. I was dead on, though. Um, uh, and then they're, they're at um, Snuffles You'll Kill, looking for the, you know, because on the last day of May, which is probably when we actually last recorded, uh, behind the scenes, like there, um, the sun hits and finds like it hits uh, Scartaris this mountain which whenever he said like it, it cuts to that matte painting of the mountain and the sun at Bernard Hermer's score and I was like yeah, how did they it. do that though how did they record it like that was it a model and they had like wee torch going out on it <laughs> how, how, how did they do that yeah it's definitely a model like one of my notes is when they get into the center of the earth that the center of the earth looks a lot like painted bin bags and tinfoil <laughs> 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 like, there's a bit oh yeah there's a bit where like Alec goes wandering and there's like it looks like silvers laced through the stone and it's just ten foot. Like he touches it and it bends and all. But Wow. Again, okay. nineteen fifty nine, so I yeah. have sympathy. And it was just like table salt then? And yeah. <laughs> and a couple of branches. Hundred percent, right? Hundred percent. Now some the of it they did film in an actual like underground cave. Like what's the caves in Anna Skellen? 
Marble Arch. It, it basically like they went there. Yeah. It's not like, the, well, the descent, they didn't even film in caves, but they actually filmed in some caves and some sets, and some of it was really good. That mushroom set was special. Uh, the trees. <laughs> Oh yeah, right. we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, f- yes, a, n- a note I have here is that uh, Professor Lindeberg he's got a rifle in that scene. Whenever they're all like naming themselves, like Professor Oliver Lindenberg, like Carla von Gutenberg, it's like Alec McHugh, Hans and Gertrude. I can't remember their last name. Don't need a last name. Uh, but he has yeah. a rifle that's never seen again. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. These rocks are potential of bin bags and tin for us. Yeah. Like, I, d- I did appreciate the scene that was very similar to Indiana Jones, the rolling rock that came down off them as they first go as they first go down the rolling rock that it like oh, yeah. from Indiana Jones. I was like, oh, yeah. it says Indiana Jones vibes. It reminds me of the Goonies as well. That scene, you know, whenever you know the booty booty traps. Yes, uh, that uh, it always triggered. I, feel, I must have seen those movies at the similar time. So you, did they steal that from this movie? Hundred percent. There's no original ideas in Hollywood. Look at sequels and remakes. Um, and and throughout, uh, yeah. So they're they're in the they're going down the center of the earth, and uh, just the relationship between Carla von Gutenberg and Professor Lindeberg. I just love how sassy it is. Like they'll say stuff, and then they'll just like be back at each other. And it's like imagine a year of that sassiness. It's you know, it's it's mad. Like whenever they're camped out that night, yeah. And and she you know, so hears the noise of the yeah. The villains, mm-hmm. the villains of the piece, who's um, Count Sacknusum, who's Arnie Sacknusum's like great great grandchild from whatever. He's there to claim his estate, the center there. She hears them, you know, plodding along, and he's like, Madam, what is going on? And then she's like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Since the beginning of time, women have heard noises in the attic. It's like my wife used to, and it goes in a big spiel, mm. and then the the sass just kicks off. And, and then how how does that work out for him? Well, he's he's lying there. Back to bite him on the bum. He, well, see, she should have listened to Carla. Yeah. Instead, a, he, a couple of times. Instead, he he got Alex to make a note, Alec, in the expedition, that a member of the expedition had rats in the attic. <laughs> I love it. I, lo- I just I just love the sass that's coming out of him. It's great. And then wait, this is where my notes sort of just, I just started to realize I wasn't watching the movie as strongly as I wanted. I wanted to just. Um, this is where we get to, it's getting long. It starts to flow for long. me. Like I love the setup and the build up, but because it's so like steady and slow and plodding, I like it because it's a different pace, but I can understand someone with, you know, your attention span with mm. is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's on the struggle bus, but. You know, uh, the the villain of the piece, Count uh, Sacknusum, you know, pulls a dirty trick. Yes. And uh, points them the other direction. Mm. Makes his own. I'll make my own. It's like Carla could hear them, you know, creeping and crawling, but she didn't hear mm. them chiseling three notches further down the road. And they find that amazing pool of water with the tinfoil rocks and Alex singing and they're having a wee watch. That actually looks really well. I, I, thought, looked I thought it looked good. It's a nice set. It was like, it was pink or something. I felt really pink, the set. Which I've never, yeah. I don't think I've seen that much. Well, I was, I was Barbie. Did I tell you about that? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, he doesn't listen to Did You, you Ever uh, See? <laughs> no, I, I could do a Did You Ever See episode. We had guess what it did. I did a Barbenheimer special um, at the start of the month. So check wow. that out. Yeah, at Did You Ever See on Instagram X, which is not Twitter. Oh my goodness. Come on, Elon. Threads. I don't know. Just. Spotify, who cares? Uh, thingy, Alec goes walkies because he drops his 
breathing equipment down a hole and he just misses his exit because he's whistling. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Alec, Alec was wondering a lot in this. You'd think a student of his caliber, he's clearly a bit of a favorite of Lindenbrook. Like, he's bound to know better than that. Like, he's bound to know better than that. But I suppose if it didn't happen, we wouldn't have had the... If he wasn't dating Lindenbrook's niece, would he have rose up to the ranks? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Easily distracted, that man. He does break down, you know, four years of university, another three years of being an assistant aide before he's a professor. I don't know. But he goes wandering, right? Whenever Lindenbrook's like, I must take a piece of this rock back to Edinburgh to show off. And then that causes a big flood. Uh, which yeah. my favorite thing in that is Gertrude just floats on the top because she's a duck and just chilling out just like a duck on top of the water the best character in the movie Gertrude's great what's your favorite line of hers Wade? oh it's not <laughs> no it's the Morse code easy <laughs> yeah Gertrude I do like when they say Gertrude apparently um, Arlene Dahl who plays uh, Carla Gutenberg in this apparently she got on super well with the ducks in fact, her <laughs> and her and uh, James Mason did not get along well at all, which actually works well for the movie because they're at odds a lot. They're head to head, you know, it's a lot yeah. of sass. But she, she liked the ducks better than she liked James Mason. Mm. Yeah, maybe she took a duck home. Well, there well there was multiple ducks on set, and um, because uh, you need like uh, could, <laughs> stunt double ducks. Gertrude had a stunt double. Well, there's a lot of. Like the duck enters, Gertrude enters the scene by someone clearly just throwing her at your big man at the hands. So I was like, who's the duck thrower? <laughs> I actually wrote down, oh, a duck chucker. <laughs> he chucked the duck. <laughs> Brilliant. So in the water's coming up into the room and filling it up, and they climb out a convenient stalagmite. Ah, no, stalactite. Tights hang down. Yes, That's it's tight, it. and it just comes off so easily. And there's the hole. Made a tinfoil, obviously. And they, they're just a convenient hole. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that would happen really. They get out. Um, <laughs> and and Carla Von Arlene Dahl still has like the best Hollywood makeup you'll ever have, even though she's swimming in a pool right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Meanwhile, Alex wandering around and it's like a wee montage of him going through really hot places. The sweat dripping off him in that bed where he's, you know, mm. tastes the thing and realizes it's salt. I don't think I've seen a sweatier man no. ever. Like, you no. know, and I'm, you know, I've hung about with some chunky boys after some training, you know, as, as, a, as a chunkster myself, I might say that. But, like, it's like, his it, stuff falls on, like, a quicksand thing, and then he, that's how he bumps And then the he account. decided to jump after the stuff and go through the quicksand stuff. Yeah. He's a very smart guy, this guy. I like, well, he's a student, he hasn't graduated, you know. Or the, you can't, can't all have this Icefield Boys education like us with. <laughs> Icefield Boys get some shout-outs in our podcast now, doesn't it? It's pretty good. Gaston's um, come back and do inspirational talks with Paul Gaston. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, anytime, guys. Just you know, you know, talking to my agent. Um, <laughs> oh, the one bit I want to say uh, another great matte painting of the wheat breads, the Casadain breads. Oh yes, we're yeah. away. when it breaks and the the effect on the water. I always like that effect where like the bits fall in the water and you know it it, it like spans out the white and all. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, because they're obviously hunting them. Um, Lindenbrook and Co. They're they're trying to find Alec, and they're like Alec, oh, you know, shouting, looking for him. And then he throws yeah. the stone in this, it's, it's like phosphor, it's like phosphorescent pool or something like that. You know, terrible grave. Mm. From now on, we'll name the expedition the McEwen 
expedition. Yep, cut to Alec McEwen sweating his face off in the sweat box. Yep. Yeah, and he's cutting his tartan trousers into tartan shorts. I wrote that down. They get him out of his t-shirt pretty quickly. Versatile. Mm. Versatile. Handsome. Also, he had a strange relationship with the woman. Oh yeah. There's a bit of a Hi. strange connection with the older woman. Well, I mean, he's you know, there's a bunch of lads going to the center of the earth, and there's one woman there. I mean, there is that bit later in the movie where she has to, you know, who, who is the girl that you love? And he's like, flip. He was like, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that when when we get to that. Yeah. Uh where were we? Yes, salt, tartan shorts. Um, bad guy. Yes, the bad guy shows up. Um he, he there's like a sign that he's like super desperate the bad guy cuz his like servant has passed out. He's basically died, hasn't he? Yes. Um, Being uh, overworked. Yeah. Even though everybody else is completely fine. Overworked and underpaid just like us in our podcast. Um, well, say us, like me, I do all the work, guys. <laughs> we just, you know, weighs in sometimes. Although we're in his garage, so he's hosting, finally. Um, <laughs> yes, so uh, he shoots him. Like, he takes a gun out and shoots at uh, Alec. Hits his arm, thankfully, but the echo machine that they use to find him, it's the wee, wee box, and he's like, the last echo will point out the destination. Yeah. You know. And then he, he drops it. What happens if you're going to need that again? Well, I, well, I like... Not very clever. He just goes, oh, we're going this direction. Drop. I like that he finds out what direction he's going and he just like hauls ass after him. He's just like down tails and then away he goes. He's just bombing it straight down the yeah. road. I love that. It's just like, right, let's go. We know where he is. And then, of course, the beat. They meet him, um, the, the count. And of course, he's the gun on them. Yeah. Yeah. And he throws the salt into his eyes. It's like a bourgeois trick. Yeah, and then after terribly sorry, and then he becomes the wee, the wee guide himself. He helps them. He kind of reminds me of Gollum leading them, help leading okay. them through. Mm, I don't know about that. Do you know he is in Rocky? But no, yeah, uh, that guy. He he gets you know he gets Rocky like on the title card to fight Apollo Creed. That's just, so. Wow. This is, you know you've got Alfreds and Rockies in this movie. Uh, yeah, but of course they they then trial him underground. They give him a wee a wee mock courtroom, where like they vote whether he's guilty or not guilty, and they clearly like whatever Carla was saying, the hands were like the gesticulation about you know what he is doing because this guy killed Gutenberg. That's what we conclude yeah. out of this. And then he he attempted to shoot. Well, Alec. he did actually shoot Alec, you know. Yeah. So they you know sentenced him to death. And he probably would have tried to kill the rest of them. He might well have done, you know. Although he didn't like carrying stuff. He was a bit of a heifer, wasn't he? Big yeah. dog, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, a year underground and he was still at, at, you know. Like, I lost five stone when I lived in Finland for five months, so. <laughs> you know, and that was just like walking to the bus in the snow every day. He's walking downhill to the center of the earth. Uh, but no one's going to shoot him because Alec can't shoot him because he's left-handed. And then Carla, she plays the woman because she likes to play the woman card when she feels like it, this one, you know. Mm-hmm. But then back in the day, that was a no-go. You couldn't be a woman shooting one and of course uh, is it Hans is like loyal to him or is it like that's a bit convenient oh his family's been loyal to the Sock Newsoms for 20,000 years alright whatever mm-hmm. I mean but he's helping and then he's helping that yeah. so that far and then uh, I think he didn't want to do it so they drag him along basically you know one of those ones um, 
So they, they find the mushrooms. Oh, no, just before they find the mushrooms, um, I'd like to bring up another. I, I did basically start writing quotes and stuff down because some of it's phenomenal. When Carla Gutenberg calls Oliver Lindenberg a dried up walnut of a man. <laughs> I think we need to bring that back as an insult with Yeah, dried up That's walnut it. of a man. You see if you're like annoyed at someone, people don't call them an expletive. Just dried up walnut of a man. And of course, she starts to huff and then he, he brings the sass back and it's like, and shall I call someone for Madam's luggage? Because they're in the center of the earth. Mate, they can't, can't really go anywhere. So they're going to keep going down. So they keep going down, guys. And uh, they, they meet the shrooms. There's just a big, ma- there's just loads of mushrooms. Yeah. That was a nice set, to be honest. I quite like that set. You know, uh, I'll, uh, Alec finds them. Because instead of like learning your lesson from wandering off, he decides to continue wandering off and uh, finds all the mushrooms. It's just fun. He does. And then, I don't know, who was it? Was it uh, Professor Lindenberg was talking up? He said, right, this is our last, this could be our last entry. I was like, oh, this is very Lord of Rings vibey. <laughs> dwarves entering into their books. I th- guys- <laughs> was it? I thought check when the Lord of the Rings the book was like I, this might have been around that time when it came out. Like the the movie's nineteen fifty nine. So have a we Google Lord of the Rings first? It, it might have been nineteen fifty. If I said I yeah nineteen fifty nine the movie. This might have been the book might have been around then. But of course, Carla is writing still calling it the McCune expedition. Um, of course, full on. James Mason doesn't like it too much. It's like, I, and you're actually doing that? And so she's the sass out of those two. It's worth watching just for that, I'd say. You know, if you can't deal with the slow, steady pace. 54. Ooh, so maybe someone took a bit of inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in the mines of Moria. They're underground in the center of the earth. And they find the mushrooms. And they have mushroom soup, mushroom steak, mushroom stew. I, I Gertrude drinking from the mug. <laughs> <laughs> I Gertrude getting the mushrooms. Oh man, Gertrude loves it. Gertrude the man in this. Well, this is a woman, but yeah, Gert Everett. Yeah, what's it for Gertrude as well, people? Yeah. This is this that sequence where Alec and Carla is, like he's a bit like, oh, a woman. Ha 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 ha! I haven't seen one of you. You know, where he's like, you know, Carla. Yeah, in, in these lights. You're looking pretty well, you know, for a, a widowed woman. Was this the lights with the algae? Oh, yeah, the bio, bioluminescence. That was pretty cool. I thought that was really cool. I liked that. It's great that kind of, you know, it was a nice little, like, plot convenience that, pe- that works well for the movie that gets rid of, like, them needing to carry the, mm-hmm. the light and, bulbs. And do you know why they're eating uh, the... The mushrooms. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're actually made out of? Was it marshmallows? Jenkins marshmallows? I think, it, well, you can get mushrooms. Like, you can eat mushrooms. Not, well, you eat different that, mushrooms. But, but that size, <laughs> they're only at the, There's, and put well, them on big sticks. I reckon they were made of something. Oh, those, they're like cardboard or something? I mean, that was a set. They weren't eating cardboard. They were probably no, eating well, one tuna. Yeah. The actual, I'm going to go with marshmallows. I think they just use actual mushrooms. Because why wouldn't you use actual mushrooms? I don't know where. You could Google that up. I mean, it's not in the MD part B trivia because I read all that. But um, they, they can resell their shoes because of how tough some of the big bear mushrooms are. But they can only eat the small ones. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I'll count Zach Newsom. He's, he's sauntered off and he's told out hands to build a boat. So here's hands yeah. chopping down mushroom trees, just being like, 
They're like, what are you doing, Hans? Cut to um, Sack Newsome out there. You're looking at the sea, and he has a stunning line where um, Linda Brick's like, do you not sleep here? And he goes, I hate sleep. Those little slices of death. Oh, it's so sinister. It's pretty good. But there's an ocean, like, under the sea, under the earth. Wow. Yeah. Who would have thought? The Sack Newsome Sea. Because, you know, he found it, he gets the name it. He's like, yes, the name and convention, I'll allow it. Uh, uh, and do you know what they find there, Wade? A big lizard. That's just a, one big lizard. Lots. Lots of big lizards. And I'm like... Dimetrodons. Yeah, they put big lizards in them. Uh, do they just stick on? <laughs> big a, giant things on their backs. Like the big kind of like seal fin. I, I think that looks pretty well on them. Yeah, like, but I was definitely added. Because you oh, can yeah. see a flop as it runs, like a probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's not you know you know you've seen the movie Jurassic Park, Wade. You know the dinosaurs and mm. that aren't real. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like no way, this. No way. Well, this was a real lizard with a real seal fin stuck on the back. Now I will say this, people, for those who have a a keen heart for animal protection and stuff like that, they um, uh, there's definitely a bit of damage done to like the through you know the spear at them. And it's definitely like someone has, you know, hurled a toothpick at one of these uh, big lizard things because that blood coming out of it looked like the correct color of blood for a real animal. Before animal cruelty laws, I imagine, in these American movies. Yeah. yeah. And then the rest of the lizards eat that one. Yeah. Cannibalism. What else are they eating? Under they're not the, Those lizards aren't eating the shrimps. Yeah. They must true. be eating each other. Probably. Well, if you're going to eat someone, Wade, what, where would you start eating them? No, thank you. No, you have to. Wait. You're <laughs> in the center of the earth, uh, and you're not eating shrooms because you don't eat the vegetables. Wait, remember we mm. remember that trip we had, and you didn't eat vegetables, and we had to. Oh my goodness, yep. that's a story for another day. Uh, what 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 part of the body would you eat? Mm. Mm. the forearm. You eat the forearm. Probably. You're a savage. So the thigh, there's a lot of meat there, and it grows back, and I'm like, wait, you've not thought of this very hard enough. <laughs> no, no, I haven't, it's not my normal thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're too busy eating um, uh, wine gums and muffins. Yeah, but, care. Uh, but your man, Hans, definitely looks a bit like Thor, when he's firing the spear. I'm like, he's big Thor, looks like Thor. No, he doesn't. A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Well, you're allowed to think he looks like Thor. Yeah, well, there we go. But they 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 escape the, the like there's there must be about twenty of those lizards and those the actual I think they're like called triceratops lizards the, the actual real life lizard that they stuck the seal on they're big units like they get up to like you know six feet long and stuff they're massive fast too they're really fast it's like that video uh you know the um, planet Earth one where they overdubbed the uh, beast mode on it he's running away from guys that's fun yeah. but they they get on Hans's boat and they sail into the big ocean. And they're just, all is lost, that's it. They're in the middle of the ocean, yeah. swimming about. Going to sinkhole. Well, all their stuff starts flying away. Yeah. I, lo- I love when Hans has gold teeth, because they're at the magnetic center of the Earth, so like north and south, pulling all the metal off in all the directions. And, you know, books are flying, and like watches are going, buttons and all this, and the, Hans's tooth, he's just like, ah! <laughs> and the tooth comes flying out. <laughs> I always enjoy that. Yeah. Um, and then the big down to big sinkhole. It's like, what does this movie? What does this movie not have? It's almost like it's the so, perfect movie. Why is it not higher on my list? There's, there's so much stuff in this movie. There's so much. End stuff. up on this random beach, and I mean, then it comes the sad point in the whole movie. Well, the worst part of the movie. Yeah, they, they wash up at a base, but you know, uh, you know, this is the end of the movie, people. But 
uh, you know, it intercuts back with Jenny and it, it's quite good. It's showing the passage of time. The first time they cut back, it's like, you know, a spring day. And then the next time it cuts back, it's like winter and there's snow and all. But now there's no cutting back. They're on the beach. So, um, rest now, think later. Tired minds cannot make good decisions. I see. Yes. So that's James Mason. He falls asleep next to, um, once again, Arlene Dahl with the best makeup in the center of the earth. Like, she comes out of that ocean just looking wow. top tier. Yeah. Like a Hollywood star. So what is the saddest part in this movie then? Well, you might Weird. Well, what is it? What happened? really doesn't sleep. They're all falling asleep. He hits their slices of death. Yeah, yeah. So he follows Gertrude into the cave. Or mm. it goes in, in the Atlantis, actually. It does go to the city. And he kills Gertrude. The worst part of the movie. The best character movie, gone. Yeah. But Hans follows and is absolutely distraught per Hans. Hans is about to tear him to shreds. Yeah. Uh, it's just because he is hungry. It's like everyone's hungry. Uh, I get it. I, it's actually, you know, it's a bit weird bringing a duck to the center of the earth. And I, you know, when I was young, I was like, why are you bringing a duck to the center of the earth? And I was like, well, there's eggs. All right. That's pretty good. That's handy. There's like supply of eggs. But yeah, I mean, you, you, you do, you fall, you fall for Gertrude in this movie. And that dirty, filthy scumbag yeah. eats her. I'm not. Shocking behavior. Yeah. But he, you know, he gets his comeuppance. He falls down. Um, a big hole with all rocks collapsing on him, but you know now, now we've got three people trapped in Atlantis. Four people, sorry, uh, trapped in Atlantis. Yeah, I love the scene where they're like, "Oh, we got some bread, steel, <laughs> yeah, like rock," <laughs> and they're just starving, and it's like hopeless. They've plenty of water though, which is handy, and they're just running it by. Um, I did like the altar stone that they find, which you know is a giant asbestos altar stone, which is going to protect them from fire. Asbestos guys, wow! You see, in the fifties, asbestos was top tier stuff. Um, <laughs> there's an amazing Batman episode where like the Mad Hatter sets a bin on fire, and um, Batman goes, "Quick, Robin, give me that asbestos blanket," and then he goes on and talks about how amazing asbestos is. <laughs> it's pretty good. So they're stuck in Atlantis, guys. Um, uh, they need to get out. But they find the skeleton of Arnie Sacknusum, and he's got like his broken leg. But you know, as skeletons seem to do, they're able to continue to point, and he's pointing at the way out. Wow, the way out. The way out. They're going to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's a bag of gunpowder. Very convenient. I mean, there are things I'm bringing to the center of Earth that doesn't get sucked away by uh, the magnetic poles as gunpowder. Mm. Yeah. So they get that. They're basically going to form it with my landslide, and that's going to get them out. Um, but wait, I want, I want to ask you about the giant red lizard. Another lizard. Another <laughs> fake lizard. Well, it's, not fake. Well, the tail is... like a pet lizard. <laughs> the tail is wild on it, like, you know. And yeah. when he and stands it turns on red. It, yeah, it's our... It turns red. And they definitely painted that lizard red with, like, a brush, you know. Yeah. It's, like, literally just paint on him. You know, the... Animal um, cruelty. Animal laws are... In this about, movie. Mm, yeah, because, like, once they explode the um uh for the to get out uh the uh the lizard gets covered and what's it allegedly hot oatmeal but they just covered that lizard in something that lizard i I don't i think that lizard went the way of gertrude to be honest i don't know there's no evidence that it died there's no evidence that it survived but but there was some tasty steam coming off that you know and like the effect is good because it's a real effect so it looks 
But, you know, the lizard, all it does is get a big tongue on it. It's kind of just... If they hadn't the lizard, I suppose the movie would have been two minutes shorter. But it's in that. It explodes. Alec uh, has a fun little bit where he's praying. He's a god of heaven and earth. And then Linda Brick's like, don't limit his reign, boy. He's like, god of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Shoot off out of a a, a talent. On the Captain America shield, shooting up. (laughs) Amazing. How convenient. Do you think Captain America stole that from from this movie? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, uh, so they're in Italy. Three of them get picked up by the trawler, but Alec, he he, he <laughs> fell out of the dish. Brilliant. What a scene. This is so funny. It's, it's, man, the movie's good, guys. It hits all the quadrants. Where does it go, Wade? You watched it. Tell us. He goes to, what is it, the nunnery? Is that what you call it? A nunnery? He's in a tree, <laughs> naked. <laughs> In an honorary, and they're getting a ladder. <laughs> and they're ladder having no, 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 pantalons, no, no. pantalons, any trousers, <laughs> pants, pantalones. Yeah, oh. and then he just falls down and grabs a goat to cover him. Yeah, uh, and the, all the nuns are like, "Oh no, oh, oh a naked man!" Uh, and the movie fades to black, and then we open up, and it's we're back in Edinburgh, and Linda Briggs, you know, taking the accolades, but you know, he being a true scientist, and I can't prove it. You're just taking my word for it. So I've really did nothing. He goes, what do I do? But, you know, he still gets congratulated for it. He, yeah. He's going to write his memoirs. Alec has broken his leg because he fell leaving the church on his yeah. wedding. Oh, what a terrible wee lassie you've had. No honeymoon at all. And then yeah. Jenny's like, you underestimate Alec. And he's just like, <laughs> yeah, mate, the 50s. Um, <laughs> and of, <laughs> of course, um, um, Linda Briggs chased down Carla to uh, be like, you know, or Ma- Madam, you know, Mrs. G- Madam Gutenberg. And it's like, Carla, because now they've kind of, you know, they spent a year underground together, they've warmed each other. And, you know, he's a bit like, I need you to write my memoirs. I can't remember it all, but really, she's like, you want a bit more than that? You want a wee bit more than just me being a secretary? And he's like, yes, you can stay in my house and write nine to two. And it's just like, yeah, wise up, wise up, wise up. So they end up kissing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, happy, happy ending. And how does it end with? Heroes welcome. No, all the guys that start singing. Oh, do you yeah. want to sing the song with? No, no. Hail to the prof. No, I do not. <laughs> that was a whistle stop tour of uh, Journey to the Center there from 1959. Yes. We had. Now, uh, I, I, you know, this is my top five. I love this movie. There, I, it's not the highest of qualities. I think it gets like a three and a half star. You know, it's like a seven out of ten. It, it is definitely that type of movie. It gets a bit more because, you know, I, I just like it that much. You know, what did you think? Wait, this is your first watch of the movie, well, isn't it? Yeah, well, I tried to watch it three times before falling asleep. Is that good? He wanted to watch it three times, too. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, it wasn't like I enjoyed how it started, but then it just got really long. And I was like, it's only two they, hours. They're dragging this out, but it shouldn't have been a two hour movie. There are even longer back, movies. Even, even back then. But um, I just thought there wasn't enough in it to warrant it being a two hour movie. I've Even talked though, for 50 minutes about it. Wait, there's plenty in it. Yeah, but <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't great. Am I going to rush to watch it again? Probably not. You're glad you've seen it, but... Yeah, I am. I am. And it probably is better than the remake. <laughs> there's a load of... like Because I think Jules Verne's gone into public domain. And I think we could make our own. Yeah. Who would you play in this? Me, probably Alec. All right. <laughs> Getting lost all the okay. time. I'd play, I'd play Gertrude. Gertrude. Yeah, the star she, of the show. She be, you beaten. I mean, did you think going into this movie, Wade, I'm just going, there's going to be a duck, and that duck's going to be the best thing? 
No, I know I did not. <laughs> Gertrude was the goat. Uh, well, she was a dog as well. So yeah, greatest, yeah. greatest. Yeah. But no, I, I didn't mind it. it. Was it was an okay movie? Okay, it wouldn't be in your top five then. No, 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 <laughs> no. Well, the, the, I, I'm curious about people's top five. We're still doing that thing. Mm. Remember that competition thing? Yes, competition. We've got. Um, so we have got, got this one. live. I don't know if you've seen it, but make sure you send them on. There's send another. It. There's another post coming out. Yeah. I'm putting up one. Yeah. It will be out by the time this like. Yeah. So don't just comment them on our posts. You need to send it directly to our messages. Your top five. Um, don't it, try and pick the top five that we you think me and Dave are going to agree on. No, pick, be honest with pick, yourself. Pick your favorite top five. That's what we want to see. Be honest. Um, and yeah, it's just because everybody's top five is going to be different. People like different things. Yeah. And we just want to... If yeah. it's good enough, it'll get you on. Guys, I mean, Wade's got a studio um, set up right now, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, we're in it. Uh, you know, he wants to take a selfie. Um, I don't. You could be the third in this scenario. Um, yeah, I look forward to hearing uh, more of them. With you know, if if you do like DM the Instagram, the X, formerly Twitter, or Threads, fair enough, or email dyes podcast. Did you ever see podcast at Gmail? If you send them there, um, it's easily categorized. You know, if it's in a comment, it can get lost quite easy. Um, there, someone did comment actually, yeah, uh, and I did write it down, so don't worry about it. You're not getting left out, but yeah, tell your friends, guys. It'd, it'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, if you want to come on the podcast, or how about this? If if you want, if you if you want us to talk about your top five, but don't want to come on the podcast because you don't like one of us, or maybe you're just maybe you're just nervous about meeting two podcasting celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like we, we'll talk through your top five if you want. How about that? With that might be so, a wee. Sounds like a plan. Sounds good, mate. Yeah. Sounds good. And oh. do you know what also sounds good? Well, we're on to number fours next week. Number fours. Well, next month. It depends. This is that awkward one. I can't remember when stuff's coming out. On to number fours, wait. We're looking forward to that. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to number say? Four movies. Yeah. Uh, Dave, I think the really good thing about doing this type of thing is we're going to see movies that we haven't seen before. Like, I haven't seen this movie. I'm sure there's going to be more in your list than my list that we haven't seen before. Yeah. And then, as well as listeners. I don't, I don't know your list, list either. Yeah. The listeners, the listeners send theirs in. And when we do that episode, mm. it's going to be cool having somebody else on to yeah. grill. <laughs> yeah. And I like, you know, you have a fresh take on uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. You know, it's interesting to hear someone else's opinion on a movie that I really love. So, you know, um, it'll be good. Joe? Yeah. Just signing off with a wee song? With a um, wee... No, you, you can finish us off with the, how we came into this episode. Well, I'm and just going to cut can... and edit up. Yeah, you... to the pro- yeah. Go for it. That's so good. We, we, we see all the our fans out there, the Wade and Dave ranksters, I want to call you. Um, right a wee song. We are the fans of the podcast. Masters, masters of all five movie rankings. Wade is there, and so is Dave. There isn't a duck called Gertrude yet. Yeah, well, there, there you go, new theme song. That's it. Tune in next time, guys. Tune in next time. Ciao.